With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Back Row Boys, we're back with another podcast. It's uh, April something, 19th? April 19th, 2016. Let me turn my mic on. It is the 19th. Always rusty at the beginning of these uh, podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I don't know if you got us on iTunes or on Stitcher.com or on TuneIn.com or if you're on our website, thebackroadboys.com, but we're here another Tuesday. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? you I was getting kind of beat on the uh, pre-show fist fight. You're, you're all over me for you're saying I'm over I'm overhyping the Cubs. That's your, no, your general complaint. I hype them just as bad as everyone else. I make one snarky comment about Carlos you, Correa you, batting like 190. And I'm like, oh, it's just a speed bump on his way to the Hall of Fame. And you lit into me, man. You were like, oh. Uh, you are a homer. I am not. I'm you objective. Are, you are not objective. You are a homer. There's nothing wrong with being Look, a homer. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Cubs fan, and I'm a season ticket holder. Okay. But when I put on my little podcast hat, I try to be objective and, and call him I like just I see him. I disagree with a lot of things you say because you upcharge the Cubs and downcharge the, what, what other people say about other players on other teams. Uh, well, look, I mean, I, I say uh, I, I don't know how they anointed Carlos Correa, the number one shortstop in baseball, when he would played like 90 games. I think if I was Troy Tulowitzki, I'd be really upset by that. Or uh, the guy in Cleveland. Well, they're talking uh, about the future glove. too, though. They're, they're, well, there's a lot of factors involved. They're not just saying he's better than Troy Tulowitzki now, or he's better than Andrelto Simmons now. But the his, he, he, his upside is that big. He's got and, power, and that's all. And that, and you talk about the Cubs and all their upsides constantly, all the time. And then you rip on when all of a sudden somebody gives kudos to somebody else's upside because that's that's my point. You know, it's like. You, you, uh, yeah, you I don't mock, know. I don't talk about. Mock I mock them. Mock yeah, the way I do. Other people talk about other players, but you talk about your players the same way they talk about other players. Well, I don't think I talk about them the same way. I don't think I say the, the same part, stuff. I, I think That's not that I qualify everything, but I mean, you know, I, I, I think I'm objective and I, I back up my points. And, and, well, and the talent that they have, it's early, but um, you know. I, I think you take it out of context. Okay, yes. So some people anoint Correa to the Hall of Fame. Found that annoying. In effect, okay, okay. so maybe they're exaggerating a little bit because he's so young, but he's got the talent. He, you he's got same, a world of talent. You do the same thing with the talent on the Cubs. But, but I don't. You don't hear yes, me saying do. Chris Bryant's the best third baseman in baseball. Listen, you don't I hear, hear me saying that. talking about if – I hear you talking about things like Javier Baez. If Ben Zobris can teach him how to hit in the strike zone and this and that, that's not Ben Zobris's job. And you're talking about the fact that this that all of a sudden this kid's got the world of potential. He well, does. Yeah, there's all, always a bunch of what ifs and if that. And if I'm not that, saying not, he's he's the best but, thing since the internet. You know, I'm just saying the guy's got a fantastic glove. He's got fast hands. He's got fast feet. He can play anywhere defensively and be a no, plus defender. Yeah, well, he can't catch. Okay, well, and he proved that he wasn't a good center fielder yet. 
and he did he his his little small tryout for that was not successful. Well, and he made an he'll error be out in there his again. first game of the year. Yeah, he and, did. I mean, it's. I mean, okay, yes, he's got. Okay, talent. so he made an error. That I, doesn't mean he can't do it. Okay, well, it's a little bump on his road to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it, but y- your love for your guys. It, it, is, see, I'm being is objective. Monitored. He is a plus defender in numerous positions, and he's got Since like when? men. How is he a plus defender in numerous positions? He's a plus defender at numerous, second. How many he's a plus defender def- at short. He's a plus defender at third. And I think he can be. How many be. times has he played those positions in the uh, major third? leagues? Third? Uh, he was ready to come up and play third last year. In the major year. leagues. How many times has he been a plus defender in those positions in the major leagues? He's a plus defender at second and short every time he plays there. I don't know how Wait many minute, games he he's had at error. third. His first game of the year. Is he a plus defender this year at second base? He made the year in center, I thought you said. No, th- no, his first game this year. Oh, he made an error at second? Yeah. yeah, he's a plus defender at second base. This year? Yes, this year. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Ask anybody. Watch the guy play. Right now with his Wa- stats. Yeah. Watch the guy okay. play and look at what he does. Whatever their defensive run-save stat I, is, right. if he plays five games a week, he's going to be up there the way Addison Russell is. He's that okay. good He's that good he's in good. the field. I know he's good, but... I just that was the whole point. Of you the know the beginning. bat thing. You know it, it, he's going to strike out half of his at bats. I don't know that you can have him play that much. He's been working on it. We'll see. You know he's a right. work in progress. We'll see what happens. No one doubts. So I just he has the power little, to I hit the ball out of the park. I just gave you a little flack for a derogatory comment towards what? Correa because I believe that guys hit one eighty. The error. The thing about Correa that kills me is the error he made in the playoffs. With the kind of bad hop that like zipped in front of his face in that inning that mm-hmm. that saved the Royals when they came back. That well, I don't know how many runs they scored. They were down you four get in hung the eighth. Up on one play by all these by certain players. Certain plays kind of define you as far as like you know where you are. Like you hated Starlin Castro. Okay, Starlin Castro would would be no, daydreaming I did not hate and make mental I errors. Wish the guy could have hit to right field, and when he finally did that, his <laughs> he left town. Yeah, went way up. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing it for the Yankees. No, I actually, last I looked, I mean, all of Chicago hated Castro more than I did. The guy could hit. Well, everybody wanted him to run, run out of town because he was aloof. <laughs> I I don't know that he was aloof. I I he just made a lot of mental errors. I mean, there were people calling in, you know, to radio shows saying, "Oh, I'm a psychologist," and he exhibits all the symptoms of ADHD and all this stuff. Is that right? AD. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just sort of like, he's a space cadet. That's that's the player Wouldn't he that is. Be aloof. He's well, no, aloof is kind of like uh, Albert Bell was aloof. He wouldn't talk to anybody. Okay, he would just kind of show up and go hit, and then go home. Right, separate cab, you know all that stuff. Apparently, Jimmy Butler's like that too now, unless you're Mark Wahlberg. Um, so yeah, I I just call, I call it like I see him. I mean, the Cubs are ten and three. They got the best record in baseball. Yeah, okay. You're two weeks into the season. Let's not jump to any conclusion. Well. Um, my my little minor point was you don't call them like you see them. When it comes to your team, you're more of a homer, which there's nothing uh, wrong with that. I but you make derogatory comments because they're a, with other talented baseball players, which obviously, yes, you do admit that they're talented baseball players, but you you have this kind of like 
edge on you that they're anointing this to other players that aren't on your team. Well, so okay. See, you interpret you. it as it as it. I'm annoyed that they're not on my team. I just think that you know they're jumping the gun on some of this stuff. That's all. I think they're jumping the gun if they on Carlos Correa. Stuff with, about Al, Addison Russell, you would never. You there's no way you would balk. Well, I can't believe they would say that about him. And there's no way you would say when Addison Russell's hitting 220 in the beginning of the year that uh, it's just a bump in the road on his. No one was saying that about Addison Russell. He but was, if they would have, if they would, if Addison Russell is Carlos Correa, and they're anointing him, <laughs> I'm the, getting confused. The Hall of Fame. If that's what you know, the powers that be are. I've always been one of those people that said, "Don't believe the hype." Yeah, well, like, like as as a Cubs fan, you, you grow you up somewhat made, waiting for the other. You shoe never to drop. would have made a derogatory comment while Addison Russell is only hitting two twenty. That's just a bump on his road to the Hall of Fame. You to mock the people that did it. You never would do that to your to your team. It's more a mock on the media than it is on Carlos Correa. I get that. Right? Okay. That's my point. But you wouldn't have done it if if the media had portrayed Aston Russell as the next Oh, sure I would. No, you wouldn't. Oh, well. No. Sure I would. You no. As a, as no, a, you would be saying he's only hitting 220 now and he's made a couple errors, but he's got all the potential in this and this and this and you would talk him up like he would be what they were anointing him to be in the future. Well, uh, here's... You would here, never make well, a derogatory comment going, well... I, I don't know that that's true. Uh, what I will say is this, is is that no one sees more Cubs play than I do, right? And it really irks me when I, I see people writing on the internet or in the paper or, or hear them on, on the network talking about the Cubs, and they obviously don't know what they're talking about, haven't done their homework, like Chris Russo, the the Mad Dog Russo guy. Or like Phil Rogers, they obviously don't follow this team close enough to talk intelligent about Lee. So I, I just think they should shut up, okay, and write about something else. Write about a team that they're familiar so with. Phil that Rogers, irks me. Phil Rogers irks Phil me. Rogers. When he says Kyle Schwarber's not irreplaceable, he loses his press credentials when it comes to writing about the Cubs because he because he is the combination of the player that he is. He's irreplaceable as a left-handed power threat. There aren't that many in the league to begin with. Okay, so. <laughs> See, I agree with Phil Rogers on that aspect. Well, I you, think the Cubs see, are better off without Schwarber on their team. Yeah, because okay, you you've never thought Schwarber was that good. No, the anoint the anointing of him being the next Babe Ruth and all this uh, how great he is and all this stuff that he brings to the ball club. I think no one anointed him the next Babe Ruth. Oh they God. pointed out the similarities in how they look on the follow through of their swings, and so, I must tell okay. you that it, it, it's an this. accurate Let comparison. Let me explain this to you. So you think Phil Rogers is an idiot saying that you can't replace? No, I think Phil Rogers doesn't okay. follow the Cubs so, close right. enough to talk about okay. them intelligently. But, I didn't say he was an idiot. In in my mind, if you take a guy that is a a player without a position in Schwarber. A two forty six hitter that yeah he had sixteen home runs and five home runs in the in the playoffs and all that crap. Okay, you take a guy and now all of a sudden he's going to catch with Hamill pitching. He's going to play in left. He's not going to play to this game. Yeah, I didn't like that. that game. You take a guy. You take that whole stupid platoon system out, and I think it helps the Cubs. I think it really helps the Cubs. You now have a solidified. Other than David Ross catching John Lester, everything else is the same, and you get to. Pl- 
take a guy out when they need a day. Well, no. And move things around. Well, okay. I thought I thought they had too much of it going on with Schwarber, and he's going to play left, and somebody else is going to play left, and he's going to sit, and then he's going to catch a game. I think they're a better, more consistent team without that distraction. Well, I, I would... I'm not saying that he was is a bad player. I think the Cubs are better off and a more complete team because they have solidified a consistent rotation yeah. in all positions. Well, you That's know, when they when take. they when they brought back Fowler, that changed the outfield right. picture a lot. The thing that that you're uh not mentioning about Schwarber is he's left handed power hitter and we don't have any of those. All we have is Rizzo. Occasionally you have Montero. So now you've you've well, lost de- you've lost depth at catching. You have fa- and you've lost hits, can hit the ball out of the park and you well, have Well he but and, he, he has done that this year, but he's not a left-handed power hitter. Well, it, but you, you're expecting more home runs out of Hayward playing in Wrigley Field for you know 100. No one's games. counting on no one's counting but, on Hayward to hit but home you're runs. Also, okay, listen, you're also talking about consistently wondering why these guys guys aren't hitting line drives and they're hitting the ball up in the air. You're not looking for home runs. You're looking for line drives that eventually go out of the ballpark. I'm not which, looking for line drives. I'm not looking for home run swings from Hayward. That's not who he is. I'm not looking for home run swings from Fowler because that's not who he is. I mean, if he ambushes a fastball and knocks it 420 feet like he did last night, great. The thing about Schwarber was as a left-handed power hitter in the middle of your lineup, it was like the Borg. I mean, it was like even when you're pitching to the three guy, you know he's sitting back there. Just the way when when the Sox had Frank Thomas, no matter where he was in the lineup, two batters ahead, you're worried about that guy. Schwarber to Frank Thomas. I'm only comparing him as far as like the way pitchers worry that he's coming up, and it, it affects the way they pitch. That's all I'm saying. Wow. As a left-handed hitting power threat, they can't replace that. They don't need okay. to though. That's my point. Okay. They don't wow. need to. That's why I would agree with Phil Rogers that he, they they have a more solid lineup now. Without having to worry about getting him in, and now he, you know, I mean, okay. I wasn't wild about the catching thing. Well, I, I, I and, and so if you look on the just, website, there's I'm an article where I, I was disagree like, disagree with you saying Phil Rogers doesn't do his homework because I actually agree with him because he is replaceable by whom? Who replaced him? Doesn't matter. They didn't need anybody else. Okay. So he's a better, so you don't have, even need to replace him. He, he was he was a spare part that you didn't even need at all. He added nothing. He's so his absence inadequate, subtracts nothing. And he can hit the ball out of the ballpark and he's going to play every third day. Every third day. Yeah, well, I mean they're looking I mean they're going to play He was he was going to like maybe catch Hamill at yeah. the beginning of the season. The, the original and plan. And he's going to but he's not going to pitch a hit against lefties. They're going to put him in No, he was against batting against righties. lefties. Well, I mean, we'll never know. He played two games, yeah, but one was against a lefty. So the that I, was the, the, were they, they were, but they were gonna they were gonna platoon him. Well, they were gonna platoon him, and Solaire was gonna be the odd man out because Schwarber well, was gonna get all the. And you love adva- Solaire. You don't think he replaces him? No, he he's a different kind of player, and he does different things. He's right-handed for one. I mean, you know, the fact that Solaire is a power threat, he's bashing the heck out of the ball. I mean, he's hitting laser beams again. I mean, they moved him. Uh, we're doing this show. It's like 6 o'clock, so the Cub game hasn't started. So they moved him up to fifth tonight. Um, where are we on time? I don't even we're know. We're about 15 we minutes in. I yeah. can't believe we waste all this time on this. Let's talk White well, Sox. I mean, let, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying I disagreed yeah, with okay. you. Yeah, okay. So well, we'll, let, we'll I, just you know. let that go. Um, 
The White Sox are eight and five, half a game out of first. They're one down in the loss column to uh, Detroit is seven and four right now. Kansas City's eight and four. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So you have to be pleased, I would think, even though the Sox have lost three in a row. Three in a row. That they are pretty much where they should, they need to be to stay in contention. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's what I said earlier. They, I mean, you know, I'm not. You, I think it was last podcast you said, "Oh, I can't believe you're not, you know, all excited." You know, when they were seven and two or whatever it was, I don't remember what the last podcast could have yeah. been six and one. No, they were doing or, good. Or they were like in that. first. And I was like, because I'm, you know, it's a long season and I'm still waiting, and I'm just, you know, it's, it's. Well, at what point do you get excited? It's treading. Oh, not till July. July, August. It's treading water now. I mean. You wins know, a win. There's these oh, wins yeah. count too. Wins are huge. Well, yeah. no, I mean, you know, we've said it before. You said you can't, you know, you you can't win the Masters in the first round, but you but can you lose can the sure Masters. lose it. Yeah, and you can't you can't win the division <laughs> or Spieth. in the first round, but you can sure lose it. And you know, the White Sox last year were Minnesota four and ten, and it was like all of a sudden you're four and ten, and it's like you know, unless you go the the epic runs of an Oakland years back or Colorado when they won 21 out of 22 to make the playoffs in and September then, and or something actually made the World Series as yeah. well I mean okay who's nobody's counting on that well and and you you have to understand or I that's what just the way I feel is you know I I take these day by day and every win is huge every loss is is worse but 500 Especially with the White Sox schedule, what do you say today? They're playing 19 games in a row now. Yeah, in the during the midst of, of 19 in a row. Yeah, yeah. just absurd, you know, so, stupid. You know, it's kind of like um, they did get that one break with the rain out uh, in Cleveland that gave them a day off that nobody expected. Now, but they have and to play double header in May. Well, and actually, what they're playing tonight, they're playing Anaheim, and then they have two day games right. in a row. And tomorrow might be a rain out too. So, what are you going to do? You're going to yeah, play double header on Thursday? I mean, that'd be the even worse. The, the way the weather is, I bet they get the game in. But it is possible. I agree with you. Um, you know, the day game might turn into a night game is really what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the, actually, the good thing with the weather is if, if it is going to rain tomorrow and they have a day game scheduled, that day game could turn into a you know 8 o'clock start. But, it's a long day at so the ballpark. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm happy. I, you know, well, I mean, obviously, like anybody else, I wish they could hit the ball. But their pitching is phenomenal. Yeah, they're um, they're kind of a tale of you know. I looked up the team stats; they're fourth from the bottom in hitting, but first in pitching. Right now, what have we talked about before? You know, normally pitchers are ahead of the game at this time of the year, and hitters aren't. So that's a good sign. If the Sox were hitting the ball and their pitching was awful, I I might be you know a little more concerned. But you know, well, they had a bad start. Uh, Rondone had a terrible time oh, yesterday. It's just awful. What do you get? Like a third of an inning or yeah. something? I mean, one out. Yeah, it's going to happen. Couple walks, five runs. You know, there were guys. What? There were guys complaining that he was getting booed. Fred Hubner and uh, Harry Dinowitz were complaining. Oh, you shouldn't boo him. And I'm and I'm I'm sort of like, what are you, the fan police? I mean, here are guys that well, like. You know, I mean, yeah. Dinowitz you know, was a season ticket holder for the Cubs for years. I don't know about Hubner, but if you don't, if you're sitting in the press box. Uh, in the press box with a free seat. You go to the media room, you get free food, you talk to the players, you're all chummy and everything, and then you're complaining about how the fans behave. Uh, what are you, the fan police? 
Do, is the media the fan police I don't now? See, I don't see anything wrong with booing him. You're, he's not happy. He'd with boo his himself. Effort. Yeah, he's not happy with his effort either. You're, you're not. You're gonna, you're gonna cheer him. If you would have watched him, the the. Uh, Cheer, boo, at, raise a hullabaloo. At, if it was it was at uh, at Minnesota's last one out, but he gave up five walks, but he only gave up one run. His, the uh, his first start, he only gave up two runs. He lost two to one. So yeah. his first two outings, he has an ERA under two. He's one and one. He's pitched well. You're cheering him then, sure. Okay, so yeah, you come out to see him in the ballpark, and I mean literally. If he would have given up five runs over seven innings, you never would have booed him. But when the guy can't get a guy out in the first inning, and is walking three out of the five, six first six guys and giving up two hits, I don't. You, of course, you're not happy. You kind of wonder how how it, you can lose it that fast. Now you said the start before this one, he was getting kind of jobbed in the I strike zone. So. Well, yeah. Well, not, yeah, obviously, I thought so, but the announcers thought so too. I don't I, know if that equates to the next start where you get, especially when you're young like that. You know, Arietta Lester, I, I don't think they care. Uh, Ron Dones' first full season in the majors. Rodon. Rodon. Yeah. Um, maybe he's a little was a little skittish, even though he pitched well against a. Was it his first hit, home start? Hitting, yeah. First home start. Subpar hitting Minnesota team that he was able to give up five walks and get away with it, um, and you know. I don't know if you're worried now that you have to make perfect pitches against Trout and Pujols and Crone and and those guys, but there is a fear factor. Yeah, you know, you know, you start putting guys on base and and you know it's the beginning of the game and and you you can't find your rhythm and and all of a sudden nothing's going in the strike right. zone. I mean, that's a terrible feeling. Well, I think there's many pitchers out there that you know it, it's like you're like one double play away of getting out of that first inning where all of a sudden you actually end up with a quality start even though you give up two or three runs in the first. And he just couldn't get that. If you know, it's like that fear factor. And okay, I made it out. Once you start pitching poorly to begin with, and that fear factor sets in, and he couldn't get out of it. And it, he needed like one umpire call, one one break. bad swing, one break, one break. Get out of that inning, only giving up two or three runs, and then next thing you know, who knows? He could. I mean, Lackey did it the other day. There's been tons a of guys. Of starts ago oh my gosh! It, Over the years, I mean, it was always you know you pitch seven innings. Yeah, it was always if you want to get to this guy, get, get to him the, early, get him, right. and maybe you get three in the first inning, mm-hmm. but that's all you get. Right. And you know now you're chipping away, and all of a sudden it's the seventh inning. It's four to three. He's still in there, and you can't hit him. Right. I mean, you know, kind of top flight starters were. Uh, Historically, kind of always happened, been that but way. But it could have been the possibility. He could have been that one one play away from actually having a good start. But you know, all it, it equated to getting booed. Which I, you know, hey, hit a bad outing. Yeah, nobody wanted to come and watch him give up five runs. Well, it sounds like it was like <laughs> really atrocious. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it, I, I, and I, I really only if you if you if you're at home and you're in first place or you're tied for first. And your fans are all excited, and then you come out there and totally lay an egg. Yeah, um, I, I think you're going to get booed. I think I, I don't know if you're more likely to get booed at Sox Park than than at Wrigley, but you know I've heard the Cubs get booed. You know it's not yeah. real loud. I mean we're you know the, there aren't so many boo birds in 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 yeah, Wrigley these days. But to, I don't know if it has anything more to do too with uh, expectations. Well, you know, if they Matt, go up. If Matt Latos came out and did that, I don't know if he would get booed, but Ron Doan, the expectations are so high. Latos has pitched well his first two outings, but the expectations He's pitched for, great. Yeah, 
But the expectations for him isn't going to be a Cy Young candidate no. to do that. No. You know, but the expectations for Rondon are to improve on last year and really solidify himself as a dominant starter. Well, yeah, and he get, start getting into the mix. Yeah, he's a big part of your rotation. And those guys shouldn't have first inning gaffes like that. Well, no, but you, you know. You know I don't know which podcast it was because we've done a few, but but you basically said the one thing about Rodon that you worried about was him throwing strikes. Yeah, and and he exhibited last season, you know, a propensity to not hit the strike zone. Right, but you don't think it has anything that on the other day it was more a matter of him. It wasn't like the ump squeezing him or something like that. Oh, right? yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think he he was just awful. But and I think well. he. He probably booed himself as they booed him as he was walking. <laughs> yeah, I walking mean, to the dugout in the first inning. Yeah, I mean, fans probably know that booing doesn't help the player. Yeah, but it, you know, who knows? Maybe it gives him some motivation. I mean, it's just sort of like I think the players realize that you know you were so bad you got booed at home. Yeah. Okay, let's let's try not yeah, to do I that mean, again. He's the last person that wanted to walk into the dugout with one out in the first inning. <laughs> I mean, it happens. You know, it's happened probably to every pitcher in the game. Pretty much, that they've yeah, had. Sure, they've had a start really. like that. So, oh yeah, you know, lots of guys start out in the league with an ERA of like you know five or something like that. I mean, so anyway, yeah. I mean, it's you know bad start. Hopefully, he did learn from it, like you said. You know, yeah, he doesn't want to do that again, and you know they move on. So, I mean, it's just. They, you know their schedule is just tough. They have to, you know, so eight and five. All yeah, right. but what they if ha- you win every if you win if you're you're sixteen and ten and you're twenty four and fifteen. I mean, you keep doing that. I mean, that's the thing. People look at it and going, okay, well, you know, you're eight and five. Well, if if after one hundred thirty games you're eighty and fifty, you take. I'm sure you would take <laughs> exactly. that. Right. Right. And um, any team would. And you know, right now we were talking about the whole league, other than you know the Cubs eight and three and and uh, Boston and. Uh, or uh, like, not uh, Baltimore oh, and Washington. I'm sorry, Baltimore, not Boston and Washington, and that have got on to really good starts. You don't want to be Minnesota. You don't want to be. You know, even Philly is six and seven. And yeah, Cincinnati is Atlanta turned it around a little bit, and, but you know, yeah, those guys are hanging around 500. You just don't want to get off to oh. that that 400 win percentage. It, it's sort of you know, it, it makes it kind of a rough road to climb. I mean, I I don't know that. Anybody's expecting much out of Atlanta, but losing nine and right. losing nine in a row to start the season has to be tough on the players. Oh sure. Um, the the Sox are eight and five. Everybody's kind of around five hundred. Right. Your division is going to be a dogfight. The whole American League is pretty much bunched together, with the exception of like maybe two teams. I think Houston's three games under five hundred. If you throw out Baltimore, every team's within a couple of games yeah. of five hundred. So I right. mean, it's like one weekend. And the standings could flip. So, and then I mean, they all play each other over the you know, course of the year. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So it's a little different you know, with the National League. Um, the one thing about the Rondon start, though, was they sent down J.B. Shuck today and brought up, uh, is it Eric Johnson? Yeah. Because they need another arm. Right. Because they burned out some guys yesterday because Rondon only went a third of an inning. Yeah, That's the real. Not, not only that, since they haven't been hitting, all their games have been close this year. I mean, Robertson's already got five, four or five saves. Yeah, um, five. You know, and they're they're doing they're doing Kansas City bullpen by committee. You know, you're Latos is pitching to the sixth. 
Sale final, you know, through the complete game. But the other pitchers who have had quality starts, Contana and everything, sixth and seventh inning. But you're still, you've got the guy finishing the seventh, starting the eighth, finishing the ninth. Those guys are pitching constantly. And then, then the, you have a guy that goes out there and can't even get out of the first inning. So they have been taxed early in the season. You can't do that. When when you start totaling up all the appearances yeah. and, and you start looking at, like, how often Nate Jones is going out there and Zach Duke and Patrika right. and uh, Robertson, those are like your your four Basically, end of the, yeah. you know, you're going to burn them out in April? And Albers, right. And Albers. Um, you're going to burn these guys out in April? Yeah. I mean, that's going to make it awfully hard in May. Right. Plus, they have 19 games in a row, so you really need another arm. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I would. It, these know, guys can't pitch 19 days in a row. It would be great if you could bring no. in another bat to help the offense, but really, you you have these veterans that have to start hitting anyway, so you really need the arm. And this is the same thing that happened to the Sox last year. Last year, like the the whole team just didn't hit. Right. It didn't matter who it was. I mean, maybe uh, with the exception of Jose Abreu, everybody's you know, not hitting. Well, Melky's hitting over 300, actually. It's not, not as bad. It's not as bad. I mean, just actually, lately? Eaton's hit. Eaton last year started off awful, and Cabrera started off awful, and they're actually both hitting well. Okay, Frazier is hitting awful. Well, there's a. I, I I was telling you before the show. There's a list of all these guys, free agents from the National League that signed in the American League, and none of them are lighting it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard to change leagues and have to learn all these new pitchers. Well, not only that, I think there is that mental. Aspect of you know big contract proving yourself you know nobody yeah I don't you know Frazier got traded for he he's under the same contract that that he was under before I mean I get you want to be a leader and it's a fresh start and everything I don't know that he puts more pressure on himself I think you know his second see, half I last year he only happen. hit about well, two ten true so um, he's hit some bombs for you you know he. he well, He's going to knock I've, balls out of that ballpark. All the people that we've talked about, obviously, Garcia, and I don't exactly know what his uh, average is, but he's actually hitting the ball pretty well. He's hit the ball out of the ballpark a few times. He's driven in some runs. Um, you got to be pleased about that because so, yeah. he was he was one of your worries. He's the question mark. Yeah. Well, like one of the main question marks, you know. So, I mean, you know, I mean, hey, pitching and defense wins, and right now their pitching is, uh, you know, top of the league. And uh, yeah, you look at Eaton and really Cabrera. One seventy-one. Yeah, you. Well, I didn't think he was hitting that good. He had a couple of good games the yeah. first week, and then I haven't heard his name. So, uh, Eaton and Cabrera but, uh, are doing okay. Lowry's coming around. He's hitting two eighty-six now, but he was hitting. You know, I mean, it's so early in the season. I mean, you have you have a weekend series where you go seven for fourteen, and you're you know you go from one seventy-one yeah. to to two fifty. Yeah, you, the numbers this early it's, in the season, it, it's hard to look at the numbers except like. Right. You have to sort of squint. It's better, you know, 347 for Eaton, you know, okay, you know, he goes 0 for 14. Yeah. You he's know, back to, he's back you know. to 260. Yeah. You know, so right so. now you just don't know. It, but um, um, what I, what I take I, a lot more positives than negatives out of the first 13 games of the season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I look at your lineup and I look at, at you know, how many guys played like 155 games last year and, and they're on track to do it again this year? I wonder if that's going to uh, bite you at some point. You know, Joe Madden's talking about nobody's going to play more than 140 games, except maybe except Rizzo. Rizzo. 
And, you know, that's that's one of the beautiful things about Javi. If, if you're going to have Javi play, like, five out of seven games. Know, but I don't necessarily know if that matters. Well, because it's I think it matters mattered, to be healthy mattered. and rested. Well, I think that matters. To, to what extent? What, what, what's proven in the last 15 years of baseball that guys that have played 152 games a year have stunk in the playoffs compared to rested teams? For the most part, it's... I don't think there's a sample size for that. Well, you know, there's a certain you element know, to attrition in baseball. It's a long season. Well, it's 162 the games. The line is, is the Cubs have enough players that they could do that. And even if they go, even if they all hit, you know, I mean, really, you know, you're talking about a team that's hopefully going to raise their team batting average from 240 last year to 260. With that doing would be all nice. This, with doing all this and keeping all these players rested, then yeah, that's fine. But most play, most teams don't have that, and I don't think that affects them. I don't think that didn't affect Kansas City last year. They got the same guys playing that made it all the way to the World Series last. They year. had to add Zobris though, right? They had yeah, uh, they Gordon had, was hurt, okay, and then uh, the other guy, the they right fielder, they got hurt. They're concerned that all these guys were playing 145 to 160 games. Well, They're again, you know, when you've been in the league for five years and you know how to prepare your body and you know how to pace yourself, just like the veteran pitchers like the Cubs have. These are guys that have thrown 200 innings before. So unless there's a physical breakdown, they know how to do that. When you have players that are like 22, 23, where they played college, how many games you play in yeah, college? But like, is, but it takes a while to build up your stamina as a player does, to handle 155 can, games a year. it also can affect you, too. I mean, Detroit, Detroit back when they lost to the Cardinals in, uh, what, 2003, I mean, they had pitchers that had pitched – you know, Verlander and all these guys have pitched, not 2003, but 2011 or 11, well, 13, 13, I don't know, 13. Um, Verlander and all these guys have pitched innings over innings over innings, and then all of a sudden you go into the playoffs two years in a row, and it's just like we talked about the Hawks. I mean, you, you make the playoffs every year. Yeah, it wears I mean, you out. Eventually, you know, you can only pitch so many innings. Well, for the pitchers, the attrition, you know, I mean, it. some of them, you but know, you they look did at it for years, and then finally, the next year, they finally, you know, Verlander. Well, Roy Holiday was like out, out of baseball, right? Like, look at Cliff Lee. I mean, but, look at some of these guys that you know had two or three years where they threw like a lot of innings, and then they were done. Mm-hmm. Um, you would like to avoid that. I, I thought, you know, two hundred innings for a starter. I think that's enough. I think if you could just go two hundred, and then whatever it is in the playoffs, right? Um, I don't think that that's an extreme workload. In this day and age, you know, the Cubs have like one of those freeze chambers now in a clubhouse where yeah. you, you get in. It's yeah. like a cryogenic thing. And I, OK, freezing yourself to like 500 degrees below zero for three minutes. I don't think that that's what mankind is meant to live through. Yes. You're supposed Football to, players do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it's supposed to help recovery or mm-hmm. something or. Yeah. And then I think it's, they also have one of those altered states. Like Rick Riley zero actually did a report on thing. it where he got on that thing and. Froze his nuts off. <laughs> I just, okay, whatever. I mean, all I know is, like, the, the Cubs uh, were cruising along. They come home. They lose two out of three to Colorado and, and can't seem to hit the ball anywhere against pitchers I've never heard of. So <clears throat> the new clubhouse and all these new toys, I mean, they might have to, you know, kind of not use those so much. I mean, who knows? It was, a, you know, their first day games, I guess, in the season, and, there's something different about playing in sunlight. Yeah, I know, but there, I, see, I just don't think you can read into that. Some days you just get beat. 
You know, well, I mean, it's yeah. Just... Well, one game they just threw it all away. We, well, we yeah. made four, four and a half, four and a half errors, depending on which box score you're reading. <laughs> yeah, four and a half errors, um, and they'd only made two all season. Yeah. And I think even with that, they're still like leading the league in fewest errors or something. The defense has been has been good. Um, your defense has been good. Yeah, not bad for the most part. Yeah, um, pitching and defense wins a lot of games. Timely hitting. I mean, I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at at your numbers, you know, for your hitters and well, they're um, hitting like 220 as a team, and they're not going to be good. Yeah, um, they need to score more. Well, runs. when you got a couple guys, now you're hitting 220 as a team, and you got three guys or two guys over 300, which isn't bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got you know, Saladino's hitting 273, and Rollins is only hitting 230. Right. I mean, at some point, but Rollins has gotten a couple clutch hits, and you know he's won well, a and he'll game. do that for you. He's a veteran. He's, he's a not gonna, and... yeah, he's not gonna get you know the moment's not gonna be so, too big for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know so bottom uh, line is it's a good start to the season, and it's way better than the last few years. Yeah, so you, you're yeah. happy. Yeah, you happy? I'm happy. Okay, um, going to the Cubs. Am I allowed to say that they have the best record in baseball as of today? I mean, they haven't even played ten percent of the season. Um, I, I will. That's a fact. Well, it's a fact. Um, I will say that last night's game against the Cardinals, I thought, was a very important game. Uh, the Cardinals got swept by the Pirates, but since then had gone seven and two against you know what I consider like not very good teams. Right. But you know the Cardinals last year, especially you know they won a hundred games, and you know they didn't fall asleep against you know, bottom cellar dwelling teams and, you know, blow games. Um, they're kind of a max effort team. They, they, they go out there and they, they try to, you know, every game, you know, play as hard as they can. I, I, that's like the, what Tom Thibodeau did to the Bulls. Come to the playoffs, you're tired. Right. So that's the other thing, you know, you're talking about depth and stuff. Um, the Cardinals, though, to be honest, they had a fourth string shortstop out there. They had a, a a rookie in center field who nobody's ever heard of, who has never set foot in the majors before, and I think he's like twenty eight years old. Uh, Yadier Molina is not a hundred percent. Tell you that right now. I watched him take a couple of swings, and, and you can't really tell so much like when he fouls it off, but you can tell when he swings and misses that he's having a problem with that thumb. That thumb's not a hundred percent. Their first baseman struck out four times. Brandon Moss. Everybody knows he's going to strike out. Piscotty struck out a bunch right. of times. Here's a guy that's like, okay, obviously you can hit a fastball. Now what else can you hit? And you're finding out, well, not much. Um, yeah, Matt Carpenter uh, striking out on a pitch that's like six inches out of the strike zone. I mean, this is a guy, and you, you talk about like, you know, I have problems with certain players, and he's one of them. Here's a right. guy who basically said in the offseason – I am the best leadoff hitter in baseball. Forgetting maybe that D. Gordon had 205 hits and led the league in hitting, batting 333, but somehow you're better. There's a, and you probably didn't catch the article that went up on the backrowboys.com yesterday talking about the Cardinal way, and I basically sum up the Cardinal way in two words. Institutional arrogance. <laughs> okay. These guys think they're, they're so good, and our organization is so great, and I'm like thinking, now wait a minute. Since you got rid of Pujols because you didn't want to pay him, and Larusa retired, although he didn't really retire because now he's running Arizona, 
so that's not really retired. You haven't won. You made one World Series and, and got beat, but outside of that, you haven't won. You've managed to win your division while the Cubs were losing 100 games a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and you managed to get by the Pirates. I still thought last year the Pirates were a better team than the Cardinals. You had John Lackey, who was your number one pitcher because Wainwright got hurt, which was too bad because, you know, he's a good pitcher, and he's having a terrible time this year. Right. Um, you got John Lackey w- with an ERA of 279, and you don't want to sign him. And now you're complaining that Hayward went somewhere else where he's like, well, this team's got a really good chance. They have a young core. And you don't. You have, you have Matt Holliday's 33. Yadier Molina's breaking down in front of your eyes. I mean, to be honest, as much as I detest the Cardinals, if I had a vote for the Hall of Fame, Yadier Molina's first ballot Hall of Famer. He's been great. He's been probably the best clutch hitting catcher of this generation. You know, that's clean. You know, I mean, Pudge and, you know, Ivan Rodriguez, I'm not sure about. But uh, Molina's been great. He's been the glue of that team. Mm -hmm. As much as they should, you know, get rid of the grass between home plate and the pitcher's mound so he doesn't wear it out walking out there. Well, he's not the only one. Joe Maurer was Was he wearing it out? Oh, my God, before he became a first baseman. Wow. Um, You know, so, and they they have talented players. I just don't think that they're, they're all that. And they haven't proven that they're all that. And even though the Cubs beat them in the playoffs last year, eh, well, okay. Um, I looked at the Cardinal team that was on the field yesterday, and I'm like, wow, they've regressed. They're not as good as they were last year. They'll get Johnny Peralta back, mm-hmm. and they'll well, get uh, they'll get Tommy Pham back. And I don't know what's with Randall Gritchick. They got him like under the stands with a machine that throws sliders, so he can get used to recognizing sliders. Yeah, you get these kids, you know, they're coming up, they can hit fastballs and nothing else. You're not going to see any fastballs. Now, I, to be honest with you, you know, they're beating up on some teams that I wonder if they even have a scouting department where they know what the what to pitch these guys. So, or if it's like the I traditional, do, I, it's a rookie, let's see what question. he can hit. What, did, what were the two words that summed up? Institutional arrogance. Okay. Institutional arrogance. The Cardinals just act as if they are like the best organization in baseball, and I don't see it. Okay, you know they get they get they get they get they get extra draft picks every year because they complain they're a small market team. Okay, right? Even though they're second in the league in attendance, three years in a row. Not going to like this question, but probably not. What is the Cubs situation? The Cubs don't think they're arrogant. The Cubs are family first. You don't think they're arrogant? No. <laughs> You're full I don't of think the Cubs are at all. Oh arrogant. my God! Oh, are you kidding me? Guarantee they're arrogant. Wow, they That's... think they're going to win the whole thing. They're arrogant. They think they think the the Cubs. Everybody thought from the minute that they signed um, Hayward. No, what's Lackey, not the Zobrist. general manager Theo? Theo. Oh my God, we're going to win it all. And they've been arrogant since then, and everything has gone. You well talking about them. the fans or the team? Everybody. Dale Swain was arrogant when they were losing a hundred yeah. games a year, but they knew it. They, but there was a two. It was a Mike Quaddy was arrogant. Three year plan. They they had arrogance. Well, I think it was a five year plan. Yeah. I, I Theo is, is nowhere I near ran arrogant. Somebody involved with the Cubs, and I said, "Oh, are you so and so?" And he <laughs> says, "Yes, I'm with the Cubs. We're going to win it all this year. The season hasn't even." That's started. one of the owners. You ran into one of the you don't owners. Think that's arrogance. 
I think that's more like happy fandom. That's plenty arrogance. of no, plenty of it's Cub arrogance. fans. You're, no, you just talked. To, you just said for five minutes about how uh, St. Louis hasn't won anything yet. They've won multiple times since the they've Cubs won before mo- the Cubs, and they just haven't won anything recently. And the Cubs haven't won anything remotely recently. And well, there's, right there's and. Not without reason. I get their arrogance. The Cubs are really good. I get it. But not without reason. But there's an arrogance along, around Chicago about this team. Well, the fans are really um, and the owners over the too. top. Well, okay, that's, there, there that's is, fine. They're, okay, they're fans. But now you're upset because St. Louis' fans are like that. No, arrogant. the players are like that. Well, they've won. Not these guys. Just because the team won in 1942, you don't get to have your nose When's in the, the last air time like they you're won something. A World Series? 11? 2011? Okay. They played the Rangers. Yeah. What year was it? When's the last time? And then they won in. in the- okay, but these guys, M- Matheny didn't do it. Okay. That was Pujols and Larusa. Right. So who was on that team? But they, uh, they made Yachty okay. Molina was on that team. But how can you expect them not to have some sort of arrogance when their team has been year in, year out competing how are for, you? for a playoff spot, let alone a, a, a pennant? You could Where be confident. Team has not. You could be confident. There's a difference between it's confidence and arrogance. Thing. Oh no, it isn't. It is the same thing. You just don't Look. like St. Louis. It's the same thing. And your team has it now, and you don't want to speak against it. No, no, no. Yes, no, no, no. Do. No, no, no. Look, Matt Carpenter is an attention junkie. I have never Come seen on. a guy leave the batters. They, they had a new rule. You weren't supposed to. You were supposed to keep one foot in the batter's box unless you know you had a swing. Like if you fouled it off or you swung and you're missed. Picking on, you're picking on little He's things. a walking rain delay, so and he's arrogant. So he what? said and in the press, like the guy. in the so press. What? But as a team, they're really good. They've been good for years. Your team hasn't been, and you don't like them. But your team has that arrogance now, and it's deserved. Well, I don't agree. I don't agree that we have it that arrogance oh now. Oh, my God. Oh. Get out of town. I, I think... That Hold the... on, time out. <laughs> time out. We were at dinner on Sunday, and you said jokingly, but it's still there's some seriousness in all joking that you thought they were going to win them all this year. You know your team oh, win is, every single you game. You know your team yeah, is that good. I was serious. We're going to go 162 no, and 0. You know your team is that good. There is that small amount of arrogance. My sister is upset that they lost a game, and uh, oh my God, they lost their first series of the year. Like God, that should never happen. Well, how okay. Did, how did like, they lose? No one in your oh family ever over overreacts no, to a preseason how, game. How the city of Chicago is everybody. The fans are. I, I'm not because I'll give you the fans are over the top already. Team, but it's just like oh my God, I can't believe we actually lost a series. To Colorado, nonetheless. Well, you know what? It happens. The bottom line is, is you're ten and three. You know, ten and three is good. I'll take a hundred and thirty. That I'll take that any time. Hey, have, look, they have those that same thought process that you're saying St. Louis has. Well, I don't. I don't agree. I they think. Do. I think that what what they you know they have looked at that or now look the St. Louis organization has a guy who's now a felon for hacking into the Houston Astros. Yeah. Right? They're wearing a patch for a guy that killed himself and his girlfriend drunk driving. Right, they do all sorts of stuff, and somehow they think that they're like they have the best fans in the world, and they're the best organization. They get free draft picks every year because they whined about being a small market team and how they couldn't compete with big market teams, and that's how you end up with guys like Randall Grichik. All these supplemental picks they get, and haha, in the lottery they didn't get one 
last year or this year or whatever it is. And it's like you're giving these guys who are the second three years in a row, the second uh, in attendance in the entire league, extra draft picks to go beat people. So, oh, our organization is great. Hmm. How about you just negotiated extra draft picks, extra first round, second round draft picks? How about that? You know, did that help? Hmm, maybe. You know, the cardinal way is to not pay anybody. They're ripping on uh, Wainwright's, ripping on Jason Hayward because he didn't want to be the guy and sign with them. Well, you had the guy. You just won a World Series with Albert Pujols and you let him walk because you didn't want to pay him. The Angels paid him. Right. It, well, it, it hasn't worked out too well for Los Angeles, but hey, you know, he was your guy. He was the face of your, of your franchise and you didn't want to pay him, so you told him to walk. No. The market says you're well, worth this, well, you but know, we don't think that's you all are. Fine and dandy. We'll see what happens. They do it all. They do it with well, everybody. We'll they did it with David Freeze. The Cubs have to pay Arietta. Well, we'll see if they if they have the money. They will. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, well, isn't that the same thing? You're saying that. So you. Oh, know you're saying that. Well, the, the Cardinals went around and gave the money to Matt Holiday. Okay. Okay. The same amount they paid three hundred thirty million dollars for Matt Holiday. Well, no, not for not. ten years. Okay. Or so they didn't whatever. give the same money. Well, it's how so you structure they did not these kinds. Con- the same money. If so, if Albert Pujols was making twenty million the first year of his deal with the Angels, what's Matt Holiday making? Eighteen. So you tell me you couldn't. The team with the second highest attendance in the league couldn't come up with two million dollars to keep the face of their franchise. Then they don't know not what for they're 10 doing. Years. I said for the first year. Okay. I mean, these, these these contracts can be structured in a lot of ways. Yeah, if you want to keep a guy, you can. They decided that Albert was like kind of like maybe going to be on the backside of his career. They'd be How do you silly. Know this? How do you know what? That he was 30? How do you know this? That that's what they decided. They decided you know this. How do you know? Because they didn't sign him. So what? They let him walk. So what? What does that tell you? If I Did let you walk. make a World Series with Matt Holiday? Well, that, yeah, they yes. made one. Okay. Yeah. Did they win it? No. Okay. Did the Angels win it? No. Okay. So? Would they have won it have if he stayed? Have they been to more World Series than the Cubs? Yes. Okay. What, so what does that point? prove? What team hasn't been to more what's World Series? Point? What team what? has not been to the World what Series more point? than the Cubs since 1945? What is your point? We were supposed to talk about the Cubs. Houston's been to the World doing, Series more. All you're doing is railing against St. Louis. What is your point? We were supposed to talk about the Cubs. We're talking about the Cardinals organization. Railing. Big deal. Who cares what they do? <laughs> okay, fine. Who cares? The, uh, as long as you beat them, who cares what happens? Fine. I don't know how we got on this, man. You've been arguing you, all day. No, but we're, what are you what are you I'm saying that the Cardinals are like a, a sham kind cares? of facade and that I want to pull away the curtain and, and let's see what the Cardinals really are. That's what I'm saying. Because they're finally, finally gonna have a bad season. You think they will? Well, they're starting to look that way. So that's they're like what, a five hundred club. They're they're five hundred. You're finally hoping that the curtain comes away and they don't even contend for First place. The next century. Right. Well, who cares? I don't know. But so, yeah, but. but All I'm saying is, is they're arrogant. And I don't like them. And I'm saying that everybody says they're a model organization. And I'm like, well, they're really not. I don't think they're a model what organization. Is a model organization? Well, I think the Cubs are. Now? Were they? Now. Three years ago? No. Okay. Well, well, by organization. Well, no, wait. Now, by organization, were they, you're were talking Louis, about scouting, Louis facilities. For 15 years, 20 years? I don't know that they're a model organization. They probably had as much success as anybody else. 
But the fact that they can't attract free agents, I don't think that if you can't, right. if free agents don't want to come there, you can't claim you're a model organization. So why are the Cubs a model organization? All of a sudden, they have managed to upgrade every single aspect what, what of their organization. Four years from now, if that all deteriorates, were they only a model organization for three years? Well, we've seen what happens when they do that because they were be on their way to becoming a model organization, and then all of a sudden, like they cut the scouting budget and they got rid of these guys, and then they cut down how many you know coaches well, they had roving if, around in the what minors if and stuff. All these so-called number one draft picks don't pan out, which happens to every team. And all of a sudden, I mean, they don't win. Is that they're not a model organization anymore because they're not winning? Even though they I'm have trying all to these separate. Well, what that's that's my point. If you look at a model organization, that's kind of independent of what they do in the field any given year. Like the the Cardinals, so as as if the Cardinals finish 500 this year. And which is not out of the realm of possibility, right. and they don't make the playoffs. No one's going to say, "Well, they're not a model organization," because this is like the narrative around the Cardinals: is they're a model organization. There's the Cardinal way, blah blah blah. I'm sick of it. I don't think they're that great. That's all I'm saying. I get. Well, Matt Carpenter is the perfect example of that. I'm the best leadoff hitter on the planet. No, you're not, dude. You're deluded. But you, maybe it's all you all did, that all you did drinking was water in St. Point. Louis. How did? You, we'll let the listeners decide. Because on that. St. Louis isn't a model organization, but the Cubs are. But the Cubs are—they've only been a model organization for three years. But it's you're saying t- that it, the, they have rebuilt taking, the entire thing. Okay, that's fine, and they're good. But you're taking a team that's been to the World Series what five times in the last twenty years, and they're not a model organization in your mind. No, and you're now, but now your beloved Cubs, who have just reworked everything within a three-year period, are a model five. organization. Five. Yes, now we are. Okay. See. Now we that's are. It's just great. Well, look. I mean, the Cardinals you got a new ballpark. You don't have enough sample size. You have three years. You have three years of a sample size. You are you, you are like so in denial. You have three years of a sample size, and you didn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah, well, we made it out of the first round. We didn't make it out of the I'm, second round. No, I don't count that as the first round. The Cardinals wasn't the first round. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's apologize to Cub Nation. I do apologize for that. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I know you're. Fr- it's frustrating to because you think of me as one of these knucklehead I don't Cub homers. That the Cubs are everything, and the Cubs are going to no. win 162 and I think, 0, I don't and think of you all as that. I'm not like that. I think is you as disrespectful to almost everybody else. <laughs> oh, I don't. I think you know what you're talking about. I, I just, for the most part, I think you have a lot of knowledge. I don't think you're a knucklehead. The I just think you're a big homer. I am not a big you homer. You are a huge I, homer. I think I think that the Cubs right now have the model organization, and if you want to look at other model organizations, I would say look at the Giants. I think the Giants have a great organization. Uh, the Cardinals also have a good organization. I don't think they have the best organization. In the American League, I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay, but I mean, it, it, there's also been a lot of that's change. That's kind of my point. You're, you're digressing away, and actually still now you finally gave the Cardinals a little bit of credit where you just completely ripped on them and saying that they don't have this model. They're, said, not, I, they're not the model organization is what I'm saying. They used to be. Uh, okay. They won enough, did they not? They won. I don't know that any team won as much. I mean, but, what about the Yankees? How much did they win? When they won four mean, out of... Well, well, but, but look. they haven't won. What kind of organization are they now? They haven't won since 2001. Um, they won four out of six. Yeah. 
Were they a model organization then? I don't know. That's this is your deal. I don't know what you're considering a model organization. Well, I will tell you. Are you considering? I was trying to tell you before, and then you keep cutting me off. Are you considering? No, I think it's independent. I think it's independent because you just said they won four out of six. That means they won the World Series four four out of six six years. That makes them. But the Cubs haven't won crap. Right. So how are they a model organization? I'm trying to tell you that when you look at an organization, you don't necessarily look at success on the field because. Every year, somebody exceeds expectations and has sure. a good year, and it's a, it's and a matter Lewis of. And hasn't done that. When you when you look at an organization, okay, do free agents want to play there? What are your facilities like? What's your scouting department like? What kind of support do your minor leaguers have? You know, are they promoted consistently? Do your scouts analyze players correctly? Right, And that's really the hardest thing, and that's where all the new data coming in, there's resistance to it and stuff like that. Where I was telling you the Sox sat Melky Cabrera, and he yeah. was 5 for 10 lifetime against the starting pitcher, and I'm like, did, did Robin Ventura know that, that this guy's 5 for 10 against this guy? Because sit him the next day is kind of you know the way I look at it. I'm not ripping on Robin Ventura. I mean, I'm kind of – I like him. I'm glad that they didn't go 5 and 8 because it'd be like people be yelling for his job, right? I would like to see the Sox be successful because I think baseball in Chicago, it, it just makes it for a fun summer when everybody's winning. If just the Cubs are winning and the White Sox are, are having a terrible time, then the White Sox fans get all snarky and take some of the joy from, you know, the Cub love. You right. know, because on the north side, let's face it, you don't see too many Sox hats. So, you know, you look up and down the organization. You look at the facilities and everything. They're gut rehabbing the ballpark. They're going to build a hotel, all this. They got the brand new clubhouse. Great. Players want to play here. Okay. Okay. Once the Cubs win a World Series, then we'll see what it's like. Right. Because the hardest thing to do is to keep that thing going. But the momentum for the Cubs to finally get there and and be what the 03 Red Sox were. Okay. Where everybody went nuts. Everybody wants to be a part of that, right? I think probably Zobrist and and Lackey and Hayward, if they did indeed take less money to play for the Cubs, which I'm not sure they did because, you know, deals are structured funny. Um, We'll see what happens after that. You're talking about paying Arietta. At some point, the Cubs are going to sit down and make him an offer. Okay. And he'll either turn it down or he'll take it. It's going to be up to him. He's earned, you know, the guy's done everything a, a man could possibly do to raise his value so, in the market. Uh, but and at some point, speaking, you either pay him or you don't. Hypothetically speaking, and no Cub fan wants to hear this, but hypothetically speaking, say with all this talent that they have, say in the next three years they do not win a World Series. Oh, man. Just, just What a terrible thought. Just, I know. What a, are that's they still, horrible. Are they still a class organization? Sure. Okay. Yeah. What's, what I, I what about the organization point. do you I not like? I understand your point. Because you're saying that winning matters, but then it doesn't matter because all it matters is... Well, you when you're looking at an organization, I, I think you know there's more to it than just what goes on the major league level. Okay, but then you're not giving St. Louis credit for that. I did say they were a good organization. Yeah. I just didn't say... But, you know, when you've got felons in your front office hacking another team, are you a model organization? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, oh, that, oh, that, that's just a little blip on the radar. Okay, that's a little speed bump on on the Hall of Fame yes, of is. the you know, Cardinals front office. Nobody in the Cubs front office has gotten caught yet. <laughs> if a if free agents won't come oh, who to knows? if a free agent won't come to your team, are you a model organization? Because no free agent signed with the Cardinals 
in the entire offseason. And there were like 150 guys. I just – I'm just – I'm just saying. Completely disagreeing with you because you're just so anti-Cardinal. And therefore, and now the Cubs have the best organization in baseball, and they haven't won anything. But then you say, "Well, the Yankees had the best organization; they won four out of six. No, I asked if the Yankees. I asked you if the Yankees were a model organization. The Giants. Well, they've won three out of the. Well, here's why the Giants are a model organization, and I never really thought the Yankees were. And we're going for a long time on this, but the Giants scout, the Giants draft, the Giants bring up their own players. The, the Yankee team did that with the core guys that they brought up, like uh, Posada yeah. and, and uh, Bernie Williams, uh, Mariano O'Neal. Rivera. They got him in a trade oh, yeah, they from did. the Reds, right. but there was another guy, uh, Jeter. And, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, that core, those were Yankees from the, the day they drafted them. They kept them together. You know, but I don't know what they supported them with. They basically brought in free agents to to support them and got locked into all these big money deals that sure. now they're trying to get out of. Okay, now they're trying to like turn the ship. But they can still afford to do it. And- well, they have tons of money, and, right? And you know, the Cardinals Supposedly got a brand the new. Cubs the Cardinals just too. got a billion dollars for like their uh, their new uh, TV deal. And they're still crying poor. We're small market. You should give us extra draft picks. I don't consider that if you're asking for a handout, you're a model organization. I'm sorry. You're streetwise. You got okay. a tin cup on the corner off the freeway overpass, and I'm not giving you any draft picks. How's that? Cardinals, please. Um, wow, we're over an hour on this? Real quick on the Cubs. Uh, we're 10-3. and three. We got the Cardinals coming up. Uh, Jamie Garcia coming off, what, a shutout? One-hit shutout, yeah. whatever. Right. Against uh, uh, Jason Hamill, who's pitched really well. What he oh, has seven oh seven two year or something? Yeah, um, the Cubs have played thirteen games. They have twelve quality starts. Um, they lead the league in walks taken, and we're not striking out as much. Which, you know, well, when you walk a lot, that's going to happen. Well, you know, you can't strike out unless you get two strikes. I mean, they're you know, yesterday they were up there hacking, and and it just looked weird. And they were doing that well, against Colorado too. It would, it looks weird because they actually some pitchers finally decided to throw strikes. D- well, and I'm, don't get me wrong. Last night, I'm not sure that they did. Well, but. you're not well, but I mean, the Colorado series, very I mean, weird. They but okay, if you take the Red series compared to the Colorado series, oh my god, the Reds. <laughs> Pitchers decided that they were going to throw pitches that they just hoped that the Cubs swung at, and they decided to walk everybody and never throw, unless it was a 3-0 count, and they would paint one down the middle and the Cubs would just take it because why would you swing at it? when You, you sort of kind of the take sign is on. I mean, They're going to walk the next three guys anyway. Colorado finally decided to throw strikes, move the ball up and down, and make major league hitters work. Yeah, and, and make it difficult for them. As good as the Cubs hitters are, they're human just like anybody else. They pitched well, you know. And they, all of a sudden, it's it was like I I don't know if, if it was more difficult or then the Cubs were just like, oh my god, somebody's actually decided to pitch to us, and now we got to like figure yeah, out because I haven't swung at a strike in a week. Yeah, so so that's what a strike looks like, yeah. huh? Oh. Yeah, I, it was very weird, it, and and you know they they lost two out of three. Uh, they beat St. Louis last night, so they're ten and three, uh, half a game up on on Washington. I consider them tied because I just look at the loss column because nobody played the same number of games. So three losses is is major league low, right? 
Yes. Baltimore's Correct. got three. Yeah, I think they're, yeah. Yeah, so Baltimore-Washington. Baltimore-Washington. Yeah, Baltimore, I think they got Washington, two games at hand on yeah, Baltimore. So. On Baltimore. Well, so the Cubs have basically gotten the start they wanted. And now we're playing the Cardinals. We've won the opener. Um, and to be honest, I, I'm very curious to see this game, to see what intensity they come out with. Um, it was spirited last night. Uh, Rizzo got hit. He had a long conversation with Brandon Moss. I don't know what that was all about. Rizzo gets hit all the time, so um, yeah. that's not going to change. And it was a breaking ball that like went if off his shin and his and foot. Hit batsman, it's something's wrong. He's going for the Hall of Fame yeah. record for being Don hit. Baylor's record. Yeah, he's going for Baylor's yeah. record. And and I don't know. I don't remember Baylor standing that close to the plate. I just remember him no, never he moving. Just got hit all the time. <laughs> he, he wouldn't get out of the way. Yeah. He'd just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, now the guys Doesn't wear hurt. all this body armor. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it, completely different now. Yeah, now it's just sort of like well, the now only they chuck their in on the hands. Yeah. yeah, in on the hands is yeah. kind of the, the thing that I worry about. Oh, you know, you get, you get hit in the wrist got, or something. Uh, it was like the fourth game of the season, Rizzo got hit right on the wrist. It was like the inner. And I was like, ooh, that. It was like uh, three inches Two inches above, yeah, and he's breaking his, yeah. It was close, yeah. You know, and it didn't um, hurt him. He walks, and it was like, but yeah, that's, but I, that's what I told you. That would be the biggest worry, because um, he doesn't wear a lot of, he doesn't wear the body armor where he's going to just throw his elbow in front of there and, and and get the thing. But he just gets hit, and that one thing where you turn your body just that little bit, and all of a sudden his wrist was exposed and hit him square, and it didn't affect him. But that was like a couple inches from possibly being a disaster. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this Cardinal series ends. If if the Cubs drop tonight and tomorrow, and they leave St. Louis ten and five, then they're going to be looking to play. Uh, who do we got next? You, you were telling me it was like another week off. Oh yeah. Oh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee. Yeah. Cincinnati's been playing a five hundred. Cincinnati's been playing 500 ball. I don't ball. know if you go to Atlanta or you get Atlanta home. Uh, Well, I think we go to Milwaukee and get Atlanta at home. Atlanta's been really bad. You actually would rather have Atlanta at home. They've, they've been outscored like 38-17 to 17 in Turner Field. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the way the National League is. I mean, I'm looking at, at every, every day. There's what looks like on paper to be a total mismatch. Like, So who's playing Atlanta? Who's playing Philly? Who's playing Milwaukee? It's it's really weird. Yeah. But then, you know, finally, okay, now the, the Cubs are playing the Cardinals. If if the Cubs can manage to take two out of three or, or sweep them, that really puts the Cardinals kind of back there. Oh, I totally agree with that. You know, and I, I hope they put the pedal to the metal and go for it and no, try to do right. this. because with the, with the Cardinals, I mean. Hang some losses on their these Their aspirations guys. of especially we don't like the Cubs hype going on. If the Cubs went in there and swept them first First series of the year. Yeah, that's all Pat Metheny was like. Tell me, there's not going to be a little string of doubt going on in the in, in the Cardinal. Dug, I think. Dugout, I think there's been doubt the whole off season. The whole yeah. off season, there's been doubt. I think there was doubt after the Cubs beat them last year. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, but I'm I, just saying. I'm just saying you go through that whole off season and 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 St. Louis is like, well, we we don't want to hear all of this, this and this, and then you take the first week, first series of you know. 13 games into it. Well, plus, look at yesterday. Lackey, who the Cardinals didn't want to re-sign or didn't attempt to re-sign, uh, pitches against the guy they did pick up. Oh, the one free – yeah, they did get a free agent. They got Mike Leake. Yeah. Right. So who there's pitched okay. Uh, for five innings. But, yeah, but he pitched awful for his first two starts before. Yeah, then, so and, and he's winless this season. Right. 
and Lackey leads the league in run support. I think he's av- we're averaging like eight runs in yeah. his starts. He's three and zero. So did Lackey? You know, Lackey's basically like, well, they decided to move on, and I'm in a good place now. Right. I don't know what it was, what direction are did the Cardinals move? You know, the Cubs had 97 wins and added on. I don't I don't see what the Cardinals added on. You know, plus they're hurt. Like, their backup catcher's hurt. So, I don't know. We'll see. They had a lot of injuries last year. And somehow the perception is because you put on a Cardinal uniform, then you just come up and you're awesome. I don't think it works that way. So, we'll see what happens. Um, got anything else? No. Who, who are the Sox going to see? You got Anaheim tonight and tomorrow and Thursday. Then what? You got. Oh, uh, didn't we just say this? So then we go. We did it for a, the Cubs. Uh, you got Texas coming in uh, for three. That'll be interesting. Yeah, Texas, somebody, and then Baltimore. Uh, yeah, uh, Toronto, Toronto, Texas. You Toronto, go to Toronto Baltimore. on Monday. Yeah. So. so next week we'll talk about Toronto and Texas. We'll talk about these games. Quick prediction for the next week. Where do you think you guys will be? About about where you are, you're, See, you're Anaheim, you've lost Texas, three in a row. Anaheim, Texas, Toronto. Anaheim and Texas, and a game in Toronto. Toronto on Monday. This is not the easiest schedule I've ever but seen. We're home. Uh, gonna, you're not at Toronto's on the road, right? Well, the one game by the time we yeah. So you got one road game, and you got I'm pro- project 500. We're still three games over 500. Three games over 500. We talk next week. Okay, I will be happy if we're now seven over. If we're ten over. By next week, uh, I'd, I'll I'll be happy. Yeah. If, we're, if we're just making progress, right? Then Especially that's all you need. Yeah, series. You want to win series two out of yeah. three. Two and we just three, dropped the series, three. so I want to win the Cardinal series. Yeah. And then right. you know, if we happen to get a sweep in against Atlanta or Milwaukee, then so be so it. be it. But if you you, you know, know those guys get paid too, and and win two out of three. Really, I agree. Yeah, they, those they're major league hitters in '84. I don't remember how many, but in 1984, the the magic year of the Cubs with the Sandberg game and everything, they won series after series after series after series. And I I distinctly remember, like Rick Sutcliffe, if it was one-to-one and it was the rubber game of the series and Sutcliffe was on the mound, you could bank it. Mm -hmm. We're going to win that game somehow. And um, to be honest, you know, Arietta is every bit as dominant as Sutcliffe was in 84. We're, when he went sixteen and one, when he came over yeah. from Cleveland in May, um, the only way to beat the guys one nothing. Yeah, kind of, right sort of scratch out a run and throw a shutout. Yeah, and we're not going to get shut out that often no, this year, no, no. I don't think. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to the Back Row Boys. We have a website, thebackrowboys dot com, and you could find the uh, uh, articles there. And then the podcasts are up on iTunes. And on uh, Stitcher.com and also on the website, there's links to it so you can find it there. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will have another podcast next week. Enjoy the baseball. Go Cubs! Woo! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.